Hello and welcome to the Upstate Sports Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Holm. I'm joined by, with Jessica and Jack, you already know. But Jessica is new here. Um, she's, I'm sure she's honored to be on this podcast. I am very honored to be on your show with you, Brian. Yes. It's it's just an amazing podcast that we haven't uploaded any podcast in like a year. So uh, it's the first time in a while. Um didn't really have the motivation to record, but we're back now with the 2023 free agents. Uh, Jack just joined. How you doing, Jack? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Good. Uh, Great. Jack, Jack you, we had some audio issues. This is not the first time we've recorded a podcast. Um, we've been trying to in the past week, but it's been very difficult with um, some certain people's audio. Uh, it's cutting out a lot for me. Um, let's talk about the Mets before we get into this 2023. Oh, devastating. Yeah, it is devastating. A team that had 101 wins, had the second most wins in Mets franchise history, and they lost in three. Uh, what do you think went wrong? What do you guys think went wrong with this Mets team? Because it's, it's a very interesting case. I just think our big guys, Max Scherzer, Chris Bassett, they just couldn't pull through with the pitching. And most of our players haven't even seen a playoff game before. So I think experience played a very hard role in this situation. Yeah, I agree. Jack, what do you think? What do you think went wrong for this Mets team? Uh, Jessica made a great point right there. Uh, But Max Scherzer was has been in playoff situations before, and he was just atrocious in game one, so. Yeah, I mean, um, the Mets players did come through in key spots. Um, You know, they had a good game two, but game one one and three was just terribly played pitching and offensively. Um, You know, they they should have played better. They're a very streaky team, which is why I was very nervous coming into the playoffs. It could have gone really well or it could have gone really bad, and now we know the results. Yeah, I'm interested to see what they will do this postseason. Um, let's talk about what's happening in the MLB playoffs right now. Obviously, the Padres that eliminated the Mets beat the Dodgers. I was an upset of the series, but they what they're they're, they're on the NLCS and they they lost in five to Philly. Philly has just shocked the world as the sixth seed. How do you think they were able to persevere over their doubters and come through in this? surprising and shocking upset of a playoff. You know, as much as I hate to say it, uh, Phillies played great. Like, it was a very expected run. Like, uh, when Joe Girardi was fired on June 3rd, like, they had a 20-29 and 29 record, I believe. Uh, I don't think people thought that they were going to even, like, win 70 games, for that matter. Like, they did. most people didn't believe that they were going to make the playoffs at all. Um but, yeah, again, as much as I hate to say it, like, they did a good job. Well, key players like Bryce Harper might be one of the best playoff players I've ever seen, and as well as Kyle Schwarber. They're just coming through with these home runs, and I think home runs are definitely the key in playoff play. Maybe in the regular season, they're, they don't mean as much. You can play small ball in the regular season, but you need when you need a key hit in the playoffs, a home run's... Will likely to put you in front. 
or tie a game. Yeah, I mean, that's what the Phillies have been doing. They've been doing, they've been dominating on both aspects of the game, pitching and uh, hitting. They've been just out doing the, uh, their opponent at everything they've done. You saw it in the Atlanta series. You see it again here in the Padres series. And it's going to be a good series, Astros, Phillies. Yeah, it's going to be another NL East team against the Astros. It's like the third time in the last five years. So uh, maybe the Mets time will come in the future. But right now it's the Phillies. Uh, what do you? What's your predictions for that series? Um, you know, I think there's really no one that you can go for without it being like a little weird. Uh, as my Halloween costume does go against the Houston Astros, but you know, I'd hate to vote for the Phillies and as a division rival, but hate to vote for the Astros as well. So it's kind of hard to like go for someone, but I feel like the Astros are really playing great postseason ball right now. Um, you have to lose a game, you know, four pennants in the last six years. Uh, definitely one of the better, best teams in the AL. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone's been talking about how good this Philly playoff run has been, but, you know, a lot, not a lot of people are talking about how the Astros have not lost a playoff game yet, and I feel like they've been playing the best. Um, and they, I feel like they have had similar – them and the Phillies have had similar levels of competition, and the Astros just have dominated through. Uh, I don't know how the World Series is going to go, but I feel like they do win in six games. Um, I think the Phillies show that they can. I think they can show that they can win the series, but I see, don't see them winning. Great point. Yeah, I'm gonna. My prediction is I think the Astros are going to win five, but I think all five games are going to be close. Um, I think the Astros bullpen and the will show why they're better, and I think the Phillies bullpen they've been a little shaky, but I think I think they they're gonna finally like plummet. They had an atrocious bullpen in the season, not not so bad in the second half, but not comparable to the Astros bullpen. I think it will come down to those bullpens in these in this World Series game, and I don't think the Phillies can compete with the Astros. Yep, I agree. <laughs> All right, so let's get into free agents. Uh, uh, let's start off with the Mets. They have three big free agents, Jacob DeGrom, Brandon Nemo, and Edwin Diaz. Um, let's start off with Jacob DeGrom first, uh, one of the best pitchers in the game, if not the best. Um, coming up on his age 35 season, um, his market value places him at around $42 million, uh, But... It's interesting to see what kind of deal he will get. I don't see him getting over four or five years. Uh, what kind of deals do you think? What kind of deal do you think he'll get? Uh, I'm interested interested to hear your opinions on what a deal could look like for Jacob Degrom and what team he would go to. You know, uh, I think his performance in game two uh, really gave him more options or really showed what he was worth. Uh, in the market uh most people have this uh false sense that he's gonna go to Atlanta as he grew up a Braves fan but I just personally don't think Atlanta has the money to do that um so I think a team like Texas who is looking for um some veteran veteran pitchers uh I feel like the ground would be great for there but you know if the Mets are really looking for to keep him I'm thinking maybe uh 
I don't think he could go more than three or four years. You have to also uh, counter in his injuries the past few years. Yeah, there's been some reports or not reports, but like talk around the industry that Jacob DeGrom would actually leave the Mets and take less money to go to a different team. We don't know if that's true, but I feel like if the Mets want to retain Jacob DeGrom, they're going to have to overpay a little bit like they did with Max Scherzer. And I don't know if the Mets are willing to do that. Steve Cohen, obviously the richest owner, but eh, it's a, it, it, Jacob DeGrom, I, I think they're going to spend their money smart, and it'll be interesting to see how they do it. Yeah, I think Billy Epler's a good GM, but personally, if I'm Billy Epler, I want to re-sign Jacob DeGrom. And it's only because of what he's done. You know, injuries have really, you know, uh, you know, set set him back. But, you know, he had a pretty good year, 308 ERA. But, I mean, he obviously he's shown he's better, but he's coming off a major injury, too, which a lot of people have to, you know, take into counter. I mean, I feel like if he's going to get signed by the Mets, they're going to have to do four years, uh, $180 million around that area. Um, I feel like that's a respectable amount. And if DeGrom does not want to take that, then he can leave. And I think he's going to go uh, Texas. You think he's making four years, one eighty? Yeah, that's like forty five million per year. It definitely is possible with Max Scherzer making that. No, I I think the Mets need to do that if they want to keep him. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I don't know if it's gonna be that high, but they're definitely they definitely need to overpay around probably around forty to forty five mil. Yeah. Um, let's get into the second free agent for the Mets. Uh, We'll go to Brandon Nimmo. Very solid center fielder. Has been with the Mets. Group is from Wyoming, but was in the Mets farm for a while. Um, and he's he's a Mets kid, so it's interesting to see where he go. He'll go, uh, and I think he'll get a long term deal, uh, probably around uh, fifteen million, ten to fifteen. 10 to $20 million depends on what teams are willing to spend. I think the Mets will be on the, the higher range of that. Uh, what do you guys think a deal would look like for Nemo? And what, um, what do you think he'll go after? You know, I don't think that Nemo is after the money. I think he is, you know, he's just there. Like, he's just there to play. He loves the game. Uh, I don't really think that he's looking for an insane amount of money. Um you know, this kid's been with the team for as long as I can remember. Uh, been in the organization, but, you know, he's a great, great kid, great player. For the center field market isn't the biggest uh, area for players right now. I mean, obviously the elephant in the room, uh, which we will get to later. But, you know, I just think that the Mets – if they have the opportunity to re-sign them, re-sign them, you know, use them where you can. But, you know, if there's bigger bats out there for the Mets to get that they know that they're going to be more consistent, I think that they should go for it. So if he doesn't re-sign with the Mets, I think a team like Seattle would be a great fit for him. Yeah, I would have to agree with Seattle. Seattle, they seem like a pretty good candidate. With Jesse Winker struggling. and Yeah. Trying to get Julio Rodriguez some help in the outfield. They might yeah, put Nimbo in the lineup. Um, 
So let's go to the final Mets free agent. Um, Edwin Diaz walked out to Narco, one of the best closer entrances in the modern day. Um, in my opinion, more hype than um, Mariano Rivera's. I don't know. I agree. I agree. Better. I just think it's more hype. No disrespect to Mariano Rivera. You know, it's a uh, Metallica is a good song. Yeah, no disrespect. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. They're they're a good band. I'm just gonna go straight with my prediction. I think the Mets will re-sign him. Uh, probably a four-year deal. I think he'll get like Marte money, like a four-year, seventy-two million dollar deal. But the, there's a lot of risk with signing a closer to that much money in a four-year deal. Edwin Diaz, obviously, had one of the best relief relief seasons in the century. But in 2019, he had a poor. Poor season in 2020 and 2021, it's a solid season, but not worth four years, 72 million. So it'll be. I, I want to see what happens with uh, Edwin Diaz. I want to see how much money because someone said he could be the what first 100 million dollar reliever, but I don't think he's worth that much. Yeah, I mean, um, I think Edwin Diaz is just a. I do think he has had one of the greatest uh, relief seasons of all time. I mean, if you look. At his innings pitched to strikeouts, they're almost picture like they're mirror like to Degrom this year. Sixty-two innings pitched, obviously Degrom being a starter, so it's a little bit rough to say. But um, you know, Diaz is a great player. You know, throws a great slider, electric fastball. Um, I, I think he needs to get a gets get his money's worth, and I think he does with the sign of the Mets. Yeah. So that's uh, that's the f- for sure free agent that I think the Mets will resign. Yeah, obviously the uh, walkout uh, it's made him very popular in Queens. It attracts fans too. Yeah, so. that's what I was gonna about to say. It advertises like you can advertise that and like wing it like. And well, I, I think we're done with the Mets, the big three. They have a couple free, uh, free agent relief pitchers, but we're not going to go that into depth. Yeah, uh, we're going to go to the next big free agent, and that is a starting pitcher, Carlos Rodon, lefty, uh, from the San Francisco Giants. Um, just one of the best seasons I've seen from a lefty since like Clayton Kershaw, but they're polar opposites. One has a electric fastball, and one has electric off-speed or nasty off-speed. Rodon has nasty off-speed too, but yeah, I think you can compare their seasons, Clayton Kershaw, and what season Carlos Rodon had this year. Uh, he's set to make thirty-two million AAV. Um, he's a bit. He's he's approaching age thirty, twenty-nine and a half. Right now, around the same age as Brandon Nemo, and then yeah. Um, so we'll see what we'll see where he goes. Uh, I think, I think if I had to guess, I think the Rangers will be on him. I think, I think uh, the Phillies might be on him. Maybe the Mets. I don't know though. And I think he's gonna get a four-year deal. I don't. Maybe around twenty-five to thirty million dollars. Yeah, I mean. The reason why I think he's valued so much is because there's you know there's a lot of lefties that have good 
off speed, but he has good command with it, and he's got an electric fastball. I mean, he starts almost every start, 31 starts out of your supposed 32 starts, and he pitched 178 innings and just struck out 237. So he's a big-time pitcher with big-caliber stuff. Yeah. Definitely. Has some great stuff. Justin, where do you think he will sign? Um, you know, I think Philly is a big option for them, uh, especially depending upon how uh, the World Series goes for them. Uh, you know, really any team that's looking for a, a good good lefty who – veteran pitcher, any team that's looking for that type of pitching. Yes, I, I agree. Um, so uh, let's get to one more pitcher. Probably could get another one in, but let's just go to one more. It's Noah Syndergaard from the Phillies, making $21 million this year. He's set to go down in money, make around $14 million per year. I think he makes a little bit lower. I don't know. Around $12 million. Um, do you think we see a reunion with the Mets? Where do you think, where do you think this man goes? I think uh, he does reun- have a reunion with the Mets. I feel like he's been like, being very undervalued. Um, you know, he's coming off of Tommy John surgery. You know, he had a little a sub four ERA, which is solid for coming out off of such a big injury. You know, didn't strike out as many batters. wasn't as electric, but I feel like he's going to slowly but surely get his stuff back. And I think he's going to have a much better twenty twenty three season. Yeah, he's yeah. throwing around ninety four on the throwing ninety four to ninety five on the sinker. Wait, in 2016, 2017, and 2018, maybe even 2019, he was throwing around 98 to 100 on that singing fastball. Um, well, I, if he can build up that velo again, I think he'll become more dominant again, and um, it'll increase his value. I think he'll shine another short-term deal. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree. Um, but, you know, pitchers are not the only thing that are on the free agent market right now. Brian, why don't you go ahead? Yeah. Uh, let's get a big, speedy, five-tool player, Trey Turner. The Dodgers made $21 million, mm. uh, on the year, expected to go up over $10 million, $12 million, up to a $34 million AAV market value. Um, set to make $34 mil per year, uh, I think he's going to sign around a five to six year deal, and it will be with a. It'll be with a solid team. I I don't think any poor team is going to come in like the Rangers, like yeah. they did with Seager last year. I think it's going to be with like a team that wants to win now. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, you know, Trey Turner's a winner. I think he's going to go to a good team. He's a five tool player. I mean, he's a very streaky player, which concerns me a lot. You know, you see him go on 21-game hit streaks and then get cold for, like, a couple of weeks. But, you know, I feel like he's, overall he's very solid. He does – he's good at almost everything. You know, his defense was a little shaky, but, you know, great bat, great base runner. Yeah, great guy. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like a team like Philly, you know, with Bryson Scott not – performed well, but not – the ideal shortstop for the Phils. Um, I feel like Trey Turner could be a, a good piece in that Philadelphia lineup. Yeah, I can definitely see a trade in Bryson Stott or a position move. I mean, you know, he's a young player. so Yeah. 
All right, so let's get past Trey Turner. We're going to go to uh, – let's just get Aaron Judge the other way. Um, set to make $38 million per year. I think he might make more if he signs a shorter deal. Uh, where do you think – where do you guys think he will end up? Um, You know, I don't know if he's going to resign with the Yankees. Uh, after, you know, Yankees not winning a single game in that league championship series uh, – Judge not performing very well in the postseason. Um, you know, it's a good possibility that he pretty much wants to get out of there. Uh, you know, I feel like the Red Sox are an option, but if the Red Sox really want to work on rebuilding, if that's good for them. Um, the Red Sox are in an interesting spot because they yeah. have signed Trevor Story a five to a five-year deal, but you know, and they've got all these players that they need to resign, so. We're about to find out this offseason what they do. I personally think they buy and they keep trying to win. But, you know, enough with the Red Sox. Keep on with Aaron Judge. Um, we, we missed one rookie free agent. Uh, he has not played in the MLB before, but he's from Japan. Uh, his name's Roki Sasaki. Um, he, he came, he's coming off a dominant. Uh, pitching season in Japan. Um, and the MPB League, uh, and he set to op- opt out of his contract um, and join the MLB. Uh, I think the Rangers will go after uh, Roki Sasaki. He's someone that really nobody knows about, but uh, is... Uh, an amazing pitcher, and I think he'll continue that in the MLB. Might become an ace, might be at like the top of a pitching rotation, but it'll be interesting to see that. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's pretty risky signing players from uh in, from Asia because um you know a lot of them are uh they become great. I mean, Shoyatani, Ichiro, Suzuki, but there's a lot of you know you know, players that just aren't as good as them. Like, for example, Seiya Suzuki, who still has signed a five-year deal, so I feel like he has more time to prove himself. But, you know, it's pretty risky. But, you know, we haven't seen a pitcher sign from Japan in a long time for the Korean League. You know, just, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to pull up his st- – I pulled up his stats, uh, Roki Sasaki. 94 with a 202 earned run average, but the thing that sticks out is a 0.796 whip. Usually you see around 0.9 whip, but th- he does not allow base runners. Um, limits the home run pretty well um, and the uh, hits, but as a bit of a command issue, and, but has an electric fastball and split changeup. And yeah. uh, he'll be. He will bolster any rotation that he comes to. Uh, he yeah, will be just, better than your average Joe. Just to tell you how how good that whip is, Sandy Alcantara's whip was zero point nine eight zero, and he is most likely at least top two in signing award in yeah. you know, eight point one WAR. So yeah, Julio Arias is up there. But yeah, maybe we can get to another episode on our reward pr- predictions. Uh, yeah, but that will be after. World Series. Maybe you could, we can include this. it in the episode, but we you will see some type of content from that. Um, 
So let's get back to the bats. Uh, Xander Bogarts, Boston Red Sox. Uh, excuse me. That to make thirty-one million. That's what they project him to make. Um, what team? What teams? And what kind of contract do you think he'll get? He's a very interesting player. Um, this is a really tough one because I feel like it depends. Really depends on what the Red Sox do. I mean, the, I feel like if the Red Sox offer him a contract, he'll sign it. I, I mean, he's a solid player. You know, he's been solid since you know twenty four. Devers so. become set to become a free agent. Did yeah. this in the next year, twenty twenty four? Uh, I think they will. I think they're going to go into rebuild and they're going to trade Devers. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what they do with the Bogarts. Yeah. Uh, Jessica, you have any input on Bogarts? You know, I really don't know, Brian. Um, it's an interesting spot that Xander is in. Uh, don't know if the Red Sox are going to resign or not. Uh, personally, I think it's just about the money. Yeah. Uh, I I cannot believe this, but we're gonna have to go back to starting pitching. Uh, Justin Verlander, completely forgot about him. Um, having a terrific season after a Cy Young injury that he missed like two seasons. Um, it'll be interesting if he'll retire or if he'll keep playing. And um, what team he'll go to? I don't see him going. Anywhere besides Houston, I think Houston will resign him to like a one-year deal, and that'll be his last year of his career. But what do you guys think? Yeah, I think he's gonna have to. You know, he's probably gonna resign with Houston. I think one to two years. I mean, again, you have to be hesitant. I mean, he's had a he had a really good year coming off the injury, but age is a huge factor when it comes to the like the stuff like this. Um, you know, another example of like Max Scherzer signed a three-year deal. And then three years, the most he was ever going to get. So I think one to two years is perfect for Justin Verlander. And uh, super high AV. Yeah. Definitely going to be like a Max Scherzer contract. Yep. All right, so let's go to uh, the Chicago White Sox first baseman slash DH. Jose Abreu said, uh, had a pretty phenomenal offensive year, batting 304 with 15 home runs. Had an on-base percentage of 378. Um, so, got on base around 38% of the time. Um, Continue to put up these good numbers in throughout his entire career. Um, will he co- go back to Chicago? Because I just read a report that Chicago is likely to move on from him. So, And I don't think he's going to retire. So, what team do you think he will go to? Um, I think the Mets are, uh, this is my first time saying, uh, the Mets besides one of their free agents. I think the Mets are going to at least make a play at them. You know, they need a DH that can hit left-handed pitching. Um, you know, he doesn't get injured much. He's played 157 games this season. So he wasn't yeah. injured last season, at least this season, at least. And he's a solid bat. He hits for contact. He's got some power in that bat. He's like a Starling Marte when it comes to hitting. But not, not no speed or anything, but you know, just a solid bat in that lineup. Yeah, um, you know, I think he'd be a great option for the Mets um, to hit lefties. Uh, 
great bat in general. Yep. All right, so let's get to our next free agent bet. Um, let's get to. Let's get to. I don't know. He's not a free agent. He, he can if he wants to opt out. It's Nolan Arenado. Um, they have him at thirty-five million dollars. That's it. That's his salary, twenty twenty-two salary. If he opted out, he would be opting for less money going to free agent. They expect him if he apps out to free agency, he would only get around twenty-eight million per year. I think he stays with St. Louis for one year, one more year, and opts back in, and then uh, hits the open market after that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um. So I think that's gonna be it for our top free agents. Um, covered them nicely. Yeah. Uh. So, as we wrap things up, uh, we thank you for listening to this podcast, Upstate Sports Talk podcast. Uh, we haven't uploaded a podcast in over a year, so yeah, it's, it was really fun filming this. Yeah. Thank you for listening to our beautiful voices and us stuttering or me stuttering and I hope you guys have a nice day.